started. <laughs> That's how it starts this every is time. A joke every month. Every month. Every we week. Uh, we never know when we're starting. Um, okay, so we are here. Float is forever. Float is on the road. Float is on the road. Float is on vacation. Yeah, this is really exciting. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, this is really exciting because uh, we're here with uh, presidential scholar Tiger McGinley. Iconic. Iconic. Truly scholar. an icon. Um, we'll post a pic later. Um, but he, I mean, I can say personally for me, he is what got me so excited and interested in history. And I, at least, I don't actually know why you're into history, but this is... Because <laughs> it's hard to begin with. Because it's hard to begin with. enough, I just, like, knew I'd have a friend in my adult life that her dad is, like, super passionate. Right. So, whenever Elise and I have questions about the presidents, which, of course, classic comes up, because we are talking about their their wives, we always reference Tiger McGinley. So, it's fun for us to come to his house and interview him about the president. We just moved in to ask questions. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. You want to ask the first one, Elise? Yes. So... Let me just, just before, before we start, I just want to say how happy I am to be on the podcast. Yeah. I love it. I think it's a it's an overdue subject. Yes. It's something that well, need, we need needed hear. some light shed on it, and I'm really glad that you guys are doing it. Thanks, Dad. Tiger's our number one fan. He's the best. <laughs> well, and I think that, yeah, I mean, I think something that, like, when we were growing up and I would have a question about history, you would always do such a good job of telling it to me in, like, this kind of nice narrative easily digestible story and it made history so fun and it's probably why I still like it today so I think it's fun like that's why I love doing this is because we kind of just break it down for the common folk that's us that's what we're all about (laughs) so today we're going to talk a little bit about the first ladies but it's also going to be a lot about the presidents too yeah that's what we're here for classic bonus I know so (laughs) our first question is just what sparked your interest in um presidents and American history well I was really lucky when I was younger because I had a mother that uh made me turn off the television and read. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and I found out pretty early on that even though I read everything I could get my hands on, that what I liked the most was nonfiction. Yeah. And okay. that just sort of led towards reading about history and wanting to know why things are the way they are now. Mm-hmm. Like, how did it get to be this way? How did we end up here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I've yeah. always been curious in that way. And then um, when I was in high school, um, it was the Watergate era. Oh my gosh! And that's all amazing. of us that were drawn into presidential <gasps> politics. Even people that would have no interest in it were right. watching oh, cool. the hearings every day, yeah, and trying to figure out what this president did, how he did it, what did he know, when did he know it, right, right, and how guilty was he, or right. you know, how many crimes had he committed, yeah. And at the time, they started up this. Um, I guess it was kind of a liberal um, uh, election. Uh, watchdog group called Common Cause, which still exists today. And I remember okay. joining Common Cause and yeah. going to the meetings in the mid '70s, just because I was so radicalized by, Ni- by Nixon. Yeah, yeah, Nixon really affected. You know, I think before Nixon came along, I was probably a middle of the road guy. And by the time Nixon left uh, office, I was I was a liberal. Wow. Yeah, he, I oh, think Nixon had more to do with that than anyone. Yeah. Wait, so, people yeah. know. Sorry, now I'm running off. No, 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 no. Did that. people know when Watergate was happening? Like how? bad it was or did like in retrospect did people like oh my god this was like a really shitty situation what was happening with the president I think we knew at the time yeah, that, yeah. that something horrible had happened that the presidency had completely spun out of control yeah. and wow. 
the president was doing things that we don't want presidents to do, like keeping an enemy's list, <laughs> spying on Americans, oh my God. and, you know, lying about wars. Right. And, yeah. uh, and yeah. you know, I'd have to say, in addition to the Watergate, the Vietnam War really oh, yeah, radicalized yeah. a lot of people in my generation. Yeah, now, yeah, of course. You know, they, a lot of them have forgotten about it, but at the yeah. time, we were yeah. pretty upset about it. And, wow. Uh, so was the common cause thing, was that, like, there were different chapters in Philadelphia, or there were, you know what I mean? It was a like, national organization. Oh, Okay, okay. And, it, and as a result of Common Cause existing, a lot of election laws existed didn't yeah. exist before that. And a lot of watchdogging on presidential candidates oh, okay. takes place now, did not take place before that. Like, out of that Nixon era came the financial disclosure. Oh, interesting. Uh, but it's, <laughs> where were they in 2016? But, yeah. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, the financial disclosure has always been um, voluntary. Right, it's not law. Okay, okay. So, and everybody volunteered to do it except yeah. for the one guy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and he knew that he couldn't do it because obviously yeah. that yeah. would have eliminated him from contention. Right, right. So. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, we got to find a common cause chapter because I do. Have, I know. I have a club to uh, join. Yeah. <laughs> this is really exciting. Okay. Who has been the most interesting president to learn about? So, this isn't necessarily like your favorite president. It's like, because you've just. You're, every time I talk to you, you're reading a book about a new president. And it's yeah. usually, I mean, sometimes they're highly revered, but other times they're completely almost what I would consider random. You know, So what has been the most interesting one to kind of learn about? There's no question that the most interesting person that's ever been president of the United States was Teddy Roosevelt. Oh. I am convinced of that. Okay. Okay. Why? Uh, he was just a, a ball of energy, okay. super motivated. Yeah. And just was such an interesting person. He had so many hobbies and interests. Yeah. And he was so robust and so energetic. He wrote 30 or 40 books during his lifetime. In addition to all this adventuring that he did. Oh. And uh, he was just a fascinating individual. He started off as a very sickly child. And yeah. To, to build him up. He, right. You know, he, uh, he did a lot of physical exercises and everything. Yeah. He made himself into a robust physical human being in addition to incredibly powerful mentally. You know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think his first book was released when he was like 18 or 19. Oh, and He wow. just kept going. You know, oh he gosh. just kept going. And wow. he was He was unstoppable. Yeah. And he had such a huge influence over his era. Yeah. You know, it's just like everybody was just like, even people that didn't like him politically were just kind of amazed by, you know, the intensity of the man. Yeah. He, he didn't sit still. No, he couldn't sit still. And, you know, he, he when he became president, he vowed that he would only run, uh, serve the one term. Right. By right. the end of the term, he totally regretted the vow. Yeah. And ended up turning his back on some of his old political um, friends yeah including bill taft who succeeded mm -hmm. him because oh. he wanted to stay as president he realized yeah. that this is the perfect job for me i'm <laughs> great at this <laughs> why would i why would anyone else be president but me i mean right. he had a huge so, ego in addition to everything else. so because he became president because he was the vice president he was the vice president and then he ran one additional term after that uh yeah okay okay actually i think he might have yeah i think yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. happened and then yeah. and then um and then he, in, uh, and then he was like, "I'm not going to do this anymore." Yeah, unfortunately. And so he didn't win the Republican nomination in uh, 1912, I guess it was. Okay. Uh, okay. Or 1908, I can't remember which one. And so then he's formed a new party. Oh, so they so classic. always Martin do that. Was doing that like to run 19 times. Yeah. And he's just like. And we've never had a really successful third party in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. But that was about as close as we came until oh, wow. Ross Perot. Wow. Oh. 
got oh, all those votes wow, and whatever yeah. it was, 92 or 96. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so he started the Bull Moose Party. Right. And, the he, and he sucked votes away from the Republicans because oh, everybody geez. in the Bull Moose Party Goodness. had been Roosevelt Republicans. Yeah. And so the Democrats got in oh. after having not been in for a long time. And that was Woodrow Wilson. Okay. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That, that would be a good book, just, the, just that, yeah, whole, yeah, that yeah. 1912 whole era, yeah. election because Woodrow Wilson going into the um, convention um, wasn't even considered a, a candidate. I, we, when this is done, I want a, a, like a timeline of the conventions and then like who didn't know they were going to be president because I feel like that comes up way more frequently than it should. Like yeah. They're not expecting this at all. They're like, guess what? You're the nominee. Yeah. <laughs> No. Well, conventions used to be actual really important things. Right. Yeah. Right now, it's a party and a rubber stamp right, of who, right. who's been elected during the campaign season. Because right, you know who right. the nominee is. Yeah. Back then, you didn't. Yeah. And so there was crazy. a lot of backroom stuff going on. Yeah. Well, you didn't, and the, it doesn't seem like even the nominees do. <laughs> like, they were like, <laughs> which like, is more concerned. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they some of them were surprised. Yeah, you know they were nominated. Yeah. They were just they couldn't believe it. I mean, Woodrow Wilson was an obscure governor at the time, and he'd only been serving I think a few months as governor of yeah. New Jersey after having been president of Princeton University. Oh, oh my god! What? I mean, the Fallon upward some of these men did. I know. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> it really and it'll be such an interesting episode when you get to Woodrow Wilson because of his first lady. Uh, he, he ends yeah. up having a huge stroke in the yeah. White House, and yeah. the first lady. Especially now, they're they're starting to look back on it a little bit more. She yeah. was running the country. It looks like there's so a crazy. great podcast now that's out. It's like a loosely fictional one, but um, called Edith Crooked Media does it, and it's about um, Edith like running the country while Woodrow had his stroke. Oh, and, that's uh, so yeah, cool. It's, Roseman Pike does the, oh, the voice cool. of Edith. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. so Teddy was the most interesting. Yeah. Yes. Who's your favorite president? My favorite president of all time is Barack Obama. Okay. I've never, there never was a president that was more like me. Yeah. Oh, interesting. In the White House. Okay. That thought like I did. That, yeah. That, yeah. you know, was was honest and, and you know, I, 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 I yeah. Yeah. It was, it, well, we were, it was a great president. I was like, do you remember that year. primary, like, I, that was the first election I could vote in. So I remember that primary was between Hillary and Barack and it was like, blew my mind. I was like, this is insane. Is this what it's going to be like? Like, yeah, oh my God. So did you know that, like, how impactful that was, watching that primary, and then seeing him get the nomination? I was, I was, I wanted him to win, but I was, I was surprised that he won. I thought that oh, the yeah. Democratic Party and yeah. the way they got behind Hillary was going to be too much for him. And, yeah. you know, he was going to give it a try this time and maybe next time he'll get it. Yeah. But, no, it's, it's, you know, I mean, I thought the choice was pretty clear for me, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm a great admirer of uh, of Hillary's, but uh, you know, it, I talk about this all the time with Claire. Baggage is huge. Yeah, you know, it is. you have a lot baggage, of baggage. Yeah. The media and your opponents can just feast all day on that. But yeah. if you're like Barack and you don't have a huge paper trail, well, unfortunately, and unfortunately, women tend to have more baggage than men because right. of yeah, the I mean, way that our Trump has baggage. <laughs> yeah, the way that our world, yeah. the, the way that our world puts the pressure on women to maintain their baggage, whereas with men it's not as the pressure isn't there. And for Barack, perhaps there just was, he was just newer in politics too. So and that, yeah. yeah, that for me was, was you know, it was like, oh good, a breath of fresh air. Yeah. You know, yeah. not just the same old crew all the time. We got a new, yeah. a new guy in there and you know, and then you learn more about him and you get more impressed. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, I, I was a huge admirer of his, you know, I mean. Uh, I From know. early on too. Yeah. yeah. And he yeah, had some yeah. faults as a president. He didn't, do everything. I thought he maybe compromised a little bit more than he 
would do. I think even if he looked back on it, he might say, mm, I probably should have been a little bit tougher there. But yeah. that's, that's nitpicking in my opinion. You know, the president, his, his greatest power is as a representation of the American people. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you talk about political power, yeah, they have executive orders and stuff, and they can do some stuff. But they almost represent our country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're the face of the nation. Yeah. You know, yeah. For better or worse. Yeah. And uh, so um, I thought he was a great representative of our country and our, our ideals and our better nature. Whereas, yeah. whereas President Trump was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hard pivot. On Hard that one. pivot. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, that was such a huge contrast. And it's a huge contrast between Trump and Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. How it's gone back. You know, it's, it's just a huge contrast. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's that's okay. a good that's a good Shout answer. Out to Brock. He's, a good, yeah, he's a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, if you could take any president to a jazz club, who would it be and why? Well, I'm gonna have to repeat my answer. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. I can't imagine any other president going to a jazz club yeah. other than Barack Obama. <laughs> I think Bill Barack would love to go. <laughs> no, I think Bill would be trying to like work the room the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You never, right? you, you yeah. wouldn't see him in the check came. You know, he'd be one of those guys. You know, you <laughs> you'd go to the bathroom. You'd be able to find him. You yeah. Know? <laughs> God damn it, Bill! Why do you have to drink all those martinis? So uh, yeah, I was. It, it was Barack would probably be the only guy who would go to a jazz club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. You that's know. true. Yeah. Donald Trump would go to a jazz club if you told him there was money there for him. Oh, for sure. He'd think he could like buy the jazz club or something yeah, yeah. and like turn into a casino. Somebody was going to give him something. Yeah. <laughs> he would go. But other than that, no. God, he's such trash. <laughs> um, so who, was, who do you think was the most consequential president in the era they were in or in how they changed the role? Well, I think um, when you look back at the presidency of Andrew Jackson, you have to say that... <gasps> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> he was... The original intent of the presidency was much smaller role than it is right. now. Yeah. And basically Congress ran the country. Right. Not the Senate, not the president. Congress was considered the most powerful wow. voice yeah. in the country. And Andrew Jackson got in there and and, and started to um, just sort of do stuff on his own and try to change things to um, give the president more power, more yeah. leeway, more freedom. Like it used to be you couldn't go to war unless Congress said, yes, we're going to war. Yeah. So there was a vote. And if the vote was, we're not going to war, mm-hmm. we didn't go to war. Yeah. But nowadays, the president can say, well, it's an emergency. We have to. Right. And Congress seems to have nothing to do with it. And Congress I mean, has rolled serious. over. Yeah. Wow. Uh, especially in the last you know, 50 years or so, Congress, ha- Congress has ceded willingly power yeah. to the presidency that yeah. they used to have. Huh. So that they... Won't be accountable. For I was gonna say, do you think it's about right? Do you think it's about getting reelected at that point yeah. for Congress? Wow. Yeah, Congress actually has given away power yeah. over the years. And Andrew Jackson, the reason I said that was, he was really a crusader for presidential power. Yeah. And yeah. you know, he was more relating to how things were done in Europe and stuff, where yeah. one person made all the decisions. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, after Andrew Jackson, the presidency was was very different. Yeah. It was much more powerful. Right. Yeah. He it, it would it would have taken somebody like him to do that because the the, the, the there was no great demand for it in the public and mm-hmm. you know Congress if you really think about it, Congress is the straight up representation yeah of definitely Ameri- the American people yeah 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 um, yeah because it represents the demographics the real yeah hopefully population. it's getting there I think it's more close yeah I mean, you know, Andrew yeah, Jackson's yeah, yeah. time obviously you know a third of the population wasn't even 
you know, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were completely disenfranchised. And then yeah. 50% of the other 67% <laughs> yeah, were yeah. disenfranchised. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You had presidents being elected by 30% of the 20, oh, 25 yeah. to 30% so of the crazy. people in the country. For so long. Landowning yeah. uh, white guys. Yeah. 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 So. Do you think it was, do you think that, I mean, Andrew Jackson made a pot, like, would it be a positive or a negative impact? Both, really. Yeah. 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 yeah he was, um, you know, any, all the presidents in the 1800s that kicked the slavery ball down the road. Oh, yeah. We yeah. talked about we've that. Got a to, we've got to yeah, yeah, call yeah. them out a little bit on that. Hell yeah. Because, you know, they knew it was wrong. Yeah. They knew it was wrong. And they knew it, the country was, there was this bubbling tension under the surface that no one seemed to. Right. Civil like, War was not random. We say it all the time. No. The Civil War was not random. No. Was, and there was tiny little Civil Wars before yeah. the Civil War. Right, you know, right, The right. John Brown massacre and, and just. Yeah. A lot of stuff was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dred Scott yeah. decision. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and they just didn't want the responsibility to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, <sighs> that's a good one. Oh, okay. What's the um? What do you think of the C-SPAN list? It's right behind yeah. you. This is the list that C-SPAN comes up with to every write couple of years. Yeah, they presidents. rank the presidents. So they just did a new one, um, including uh, our our last guy that was in office. Um, so it, the top ten shook up a little bit, uh, and uh, and your favorite Barack landed in the top ten. So yeah, I think Barack Obama's legacy is going to be really good. I think our, yeah. people will look back on it yeah. and say, you know, that was pretty cool that that, that happened. And I Wait. agree with that, but it's funny because when you look at this list, you know, uh, there's some really good presidents down near the bottom. <laughs> and there's some pretty sucky ones near the top. So, <laughs> so it's controversial. Happened. But it's funny how, you know, these guys haven't been president in a long time, but their ranking keeps going up and yeah. down depending on how history judges them or judges right. the era. And how history, you know? how the modern day changes, right? Like, yeah. you know, and depending on... Reagan kind of shocked me. I, he's number nine. Yes. And that, to me, that seemed bizarre because I watched this documentary on the Reagans and uh-huh. I was shocked and appalled. Yeah. <laughs> about their vibe. So, is that... Well, shocking to you. You know, it's it's it seems hard to believe now, but after the um, after Barry Goldwater got crushed, yeah, um, by Lyndon Johnson in uh, nineteen sixty four, people thought that the Republican Party was dead because it yeah. was such a trouncing, and the candidate Barry Goldwater was so far conservative. Yeah, now he would be middle of the road, by the way. Oh, but okay. he was so conservative, wow. and he scared everybody because he talked about using military power against communism. Ooh, okay. Oh my God! I mean, and, that is extreme. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, and so Lyndon Johnson had this incredibly effective campaign ad where all it was was a little girl playing with a flower, a flower in a field. Adorable. Oh my God, Lady Bird. Lady Bird inspired that first. Wait, wait, wait! And all of a sudden, there's a nuclear explosion. <gasps> Dark. <laughs> God. God. Turn LBJ. And it said vote LBJ. I would. That is an ad that actually happened and they showed it once. <gasps> and but then it was, everyone it had was a, during like the Academy Awards. Some real yeah. big show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody saw it and it was just like. Dark. You know, it was just saying if you vote for Goldwater, you could have a nuclear war wow. going on. Whoa. That's so crazy. anyway, Johnson kills him. Yeah. And out of the ashes of the 64 come a new kind of conservative. Mm. And Ronald Reagan ends up becoming their head guy, their guy. And um, so Ronald Reagan is credited with sort of the shaping and and forming the modern Republican Party. Yeah, wow. So that's probably why he's on this list so high. Conservative people in this country put Ronald Reagan at the top. They love Reagan, yeah. Yeah. So, and he was a great... um, 
speech maker because he'd been an actor. He was trained mm -hmm. to give presentations and speeches. Yeah. And he was good at it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it. That's a really good skill to have, especially as a president. Sure. That's going to yeah. keep you in the ring. It's probably your most important skill, if I could say. Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, we'd love a, a guy that's thoughtful and, and I know, well I know. read. Right. Barack certainly fills that. But role. he was such a great orator. My gosh. Yeah, he was good at it. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. Uh, the current president's actually a very, a very poor speaker because he has a speech impediment. Yeah. 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 And people don't really, uh, people aren't very. Uh, <laughs> Forgiving. Forgiving. No, yeah. But there's like a charm to it a little bit. I don't know. There's maybe I think, compared to I, what yeah. we just sat through. I think that that's for me, that's what it feels like because it's yeah. such a contrast. So it's like yeah. someone who's so calm and really does just physically need to think about the words he's saying. Yeah. Is and nice. And maybe it's because it's, of his speech yes. impediment, but he yeah. just, yeah, it feels very different. Yeah. Um, This is a little off topic, but what do you think would have happened if Bobby Kennedy wasn't shot? I think Bobby Kennedy would have been president of the United right? States. Right? Don't you think oh, it was yeah. like no Nixon, right? That's my whole theory. Right, right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he would have killed Nixon. Right? He would have okay, killed Nixon. I just want to like make sure we're all on the same what, page. That must, I mean, and you, you lived through that. You were young, but you were around for all of that. Did you have an awareness of what a big, you know, when it came to JFK and then Martin Luther King and that, you know, all of that in a row, sort of? I was not only aware of it, I was obsessed with it, and I read everything I could about all those things. I yeah. mean, I still consider the Kennedy assassination the greatest unsolved crime in the history of mankind. Yeah, right. I don't believe they solved the crime. Yeah. I don't know whether they will in my lifetime or yeah. even in your lifetime. Yeah. It was so well um, or organized and hidden. Yeah. And it, one thing is for sure that Lee Harvey and Oswald did not was not the only person involved in this thing. Right, yeah. right, right. He was shot from several directions. And when you think about that, I mean, that, it's just shocking. It was yeah. shocking. I was six years old. I was stunned, and I oh couldn't believe gosh. it. Yeah. yeah. We just talked about that in our last episode, because yeah. we were talking about how, uh, in our last episode, we just did Lucretia Garfield, and at that point, there had been one, two, three presidents, four presidents that have died now. Not only one of which, or two of which were assassinated. Yeah. Right. But all that to say, the upheaval of a president dying kind of on your watch or on the in the timeline of your life, like, we have no understanding yeah. of that. But, but, but when you talk to people, like, in your generation, Dad, it's like, that is so, yeah. such a big deal. Yeah, I remember the day. Yeah. I was sitting in first grade, and I had a relatively... Um, sort of a middle-aged teacher and she's sitting at the front of the desk and a young woman from the from the um, principal's office comes in crying. Oh, yeah. And she she runs to the teacher and she whispers something in her ear and then runs out. Yeah. And then our teacher stood up and said, okay, kids, this happened today. Oh. Um, the president was murdered. Yeah. I guess you that's know. like our 9-11 kind of. Right. Totally but happened. it was like, yeah. grab your coats, you're going home. Yeah, really. Where everybody's yeah. going home and yeah. it was like the end of the day and we're just like, what? And, uh, but, and then in 1968, I was 11, so I remember all those things very vividly. Yeah, you were old enough to And you know, when, when the pandemic came along in, in 2020, I remember Claire asking me, have you ever seen a year like this? And I said, well, there was one year. Yeah. 1968. <laughs> yeah. Something crappy would happen every 10 minutes yeah. in 1968. There was no pandemic, but, you know, the heroes, our, two of our heroes got murdered. Yeah. And, um... And there was this war on that was unbelievably unpopular. Yeah. It was killing hundreds of American boys every yeah. single day. And it, yeah. was, and it was just like, 
And then the convention comes, yeah. the Democratic convention, and they basically have to shut it down because of protesting and the yeah. fighting between the police and the protesters in the street. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't Is that they the give the, Chicago? That they couldn't give the speeches story? inside the convention hall in Chicago Stadium because yeah. the tear gas was, was filtering right, in. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's that great Netflix movie that just came out, The yeah, Trial of Chicago 7, that is about that. And I, exactly. I didn't know any of that was happened. That was the first time I heard that um, that narrative, and it was so good. I just was not aware of how, like, contentious that convention was. So was that, who, so, okay, did LB, so what convention was that then? The Democratic convention, see, now you had Robbie, Bobby Kennedy was killed in June, and he was, he had entered the race late, but he swept past everybody and won right. California. Because LBJ right. dropped out at that point, right? He wasn't going to run. LBJ had decided yeah. he was not going to run again. Oh, right. that's and right. That's right. Because Lady so Bird the, said the no, field no, no. was wide open. <laughs> yeah. And the original contender was Eugene McCarthy, which yeah. people don't oh, remember right. him. Yeah, Clean yeah. Genie was called because oh, wow. he was he was you know <laughs> he, yeah. yeah he was like not sober and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was a super liberal. I think he was a senator from like Wisconsin or Minnesota or something. Yeah. And, you know, we loved him, but um, the president, the Democratic Party had their guy, and their guy was the vice president, yeah. Humphrey, so they made sure that he somehow got in there, and he was just not a popular figure, and yeah. he, was, he was blamed for the war. Yeah. Yeah. Because Nixon, it's hard to imagine this now, because Nixon did not do this, but he said, yeah. as soon as I get in, I'm ending the war. Uh, and that <laughs> got him elected. Right. And he did the exact, of course, as we know now, he did right. the exact opposite. He escalated the war. Right. Pentagon Papers held up. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. And he oh. tried to do it secretly. Yeah. Which wow. was one of the Very reasons he ended up getting, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, almost yeah. impeached and having yeah. to resign. Well, so. bringing it back to the C-SPAN list, I just want to call this out for the friends that are not looking at it. Like yeah, we'll post a picture But it, the top five, we'll say, are Lincoln, Washington, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt, Eisenhower, that's top five. Okay, what's Eisenhower's deal? Because he comes up a lot. <laughs> what is his deal? Like, I because when we were Give us the Eisenhower pitch. When we were in Ohio. Oh, yeah. Or, wait, what was it that we. Oh, in Gettysburg. Okay, he all like. Eisenhower stuff in Gettysburg. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, General Eisenhower, um, as I said to general. Elise earlier, just remember the power of eight years of peace and prosperity. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Even when people would criticize Bill Clinton. For, and he, he had some things that he could have been criticized for. Yeah. yeah. I used to say, eight years of peace and prosperity. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's right, that's right. A lot's forgiven when that's Isn't that, that really no, the, it's the, so the true. key job of a president? Yeah, yeah definitely. And, definitely. Uh, but Dwight Eisenhower was a tremendous general. Oh, and interesting. He, was the, he yeah. was the head of the Allied forces in World War II. Okay. okay. See, every 60 five-year-old man knows this because we're lonely and we sit in rooms and read Amer- books about American history <laughs> in lieu of friends. In, in, in lieu of having actual relationships yeah. with other human beings. So we're all experts on this. Okay. <laughs> but General Eisenhower, just real quick, was a politician general. Okay. Uh, he was appointed ahead of the um, uh, Allied Command uh-huh. in uh, World War II because of all these huge egos. Yeah. These generals. They're just wild and you had a guy here that knew how to get along with everyone mm, bring okay. people together stay calm stay wow. you know yeah so he was a tremendous general he's got to be if you rank the generals Dwight Eisenhower would be in the yeah. top five yeah and um so when he comes out the Republican Party says we don't have anybody you know it's been Democrat for like 25 years yeah oh my we, god let's get the most popular guy in the country who just happened to be a Republican he was yeah. a Republican 
Uh, I don't know if he was. I think he was because okay. he was from like Kansas. I see. I see. I think he was a Republican, but I don't think he was. Um, he didn't endorse anybody or anything. Yeah, before yeah, he, yeah. And so when he became uh, president, he was. Um, you know, he. It was the fifties. Yeah. We were all back from the war. Yeah. The country was going through an era of incredible prosperity. Yeah. Jobs were being created. Oh my God. You know, our economy was booming. So that's why you see Dwight Eisenhower because he didn't screw up, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, <laughs> and the reason here. you saw that Gettysburg uh, Eisenhower stuff is he decided to move to Gettysburg okay. after his presidency, and that was the retirement home, which you can still go in. Oh, and sure. they well, kept it. Next time you go back, you know the phone is there. Yeah. And the oh, little wow. thing. Okay, yeah, okay. they've kept the house exactly as it was okay. when, he, when he and oh, Mamie, cool. Mamie yeah. Eisenhower lived there. Okay. And uh, so that's, you know, and I don't know if he lived in maybe another 10 years. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And lived in Gettysburg, and was Gettysburg's most famous resident. Oh, okay, because we were resident. just like, they're really into Eisenhower and Gettysburg. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like well, Lincoln he, and Eisenhower, they were just obsessed. As far as I know, he didn't have any connection to Gettysburg other than that. Yeah. It was the famous battlefield. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and he probably just liked it. I mean, yeah, literally it's, probably It's beautiful it. out yeah. there, it really is. Oh my no, God, it's great. beautiful, and it's also like, they've done a really good job keeping the town, now I mean, I maintain that it's ghosts keeping the town, like the upkeep. Oh, for sure. Definitely <laughs> ghosts. Sure. But it's like, the, they've done a nice job Their passion the for getting, like, there's a The tree. three days, it's like the three days is like, oh I, I mean, I could have, I could have thought, I thought the battle was like two months based yeah. on like how like, but remember the tree, they're like, they honor this tree that Lincoln just walked by. Yeah. Right, right. They call it the witness tree. Yeah, 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 yeah there's yeah. a witness tree at every battlefield oh in the United God. States. Do you want to see the witness tree? Yeah. Or see, they find the oldest tree in, yeah, the, in, yeah, the, yeah. in the park. <laughs> yeah, that's the that oh tree God. witnessed. Well, trees don't witness anything. Right. Yeah. To be that you know. tree, like when I come back in the next just life, to survive that hard yeah. day. You know? I know. I know. I know. <laughs> okay, so that we did just talk a lot about presidents. So now we're gonna pivot a little bit and talk about the first sure, ladies, sure. girls. That is, that is the topic. Um, so, do, you know, do you have or who is your favorite first lady? My favorite first lady is Lady Bird Johnson. <gasps> Oh my god, like father, like daughter. <laughs> and I've, I've, I've told, I think I've told you guys this yeah. before, but when I was a kid, you would go out for a family picnic. Yeah. And, you know, you had the wrappers and everything like that, and you would get up to leave. There's a scene like this in Mad Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad Men. Where you just take the blankets and throw them in the back, and there's yeah. trash everywhere, and you just get in your car and go home. Right. You know, you People it'll blow away. Yeah. The feeling was it'll just, it'll just, you know. <laughs> yeah, it'll disintegrate or whatever. Yeah. Well, obviously not. Yeah. When I was a kid, there was trash all over the highways. Oh, really? People oh, yeah. would would be done with their lunch, and they would just throw it out the window. While they were yeah. still driving, you'd see stuff come flying out of people's <laughs> windows. Insane. And, you know, she said, hey, you know, <laughs> no, like, if stop. I'm going to do something, let's at least stop. clean this crap up. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they started planting flowers, yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. you know. And totally like, know it. She was the first lady that actually was allowed to do some stuff, and yeah. she got some cooperation. You know, she yeah. didn't get a bunch of pushback like they get now. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it was just like, you know, of, of all the first ladies in my life, she did the most to, you know, help along the environment and clean yeah. up the country. And yeah. Just, and she was, was so, uh, she her. was so special. And she just like knew how to tread so lightly coming off of the Kennedy assassination, which like, yeah. you know, we, we did, you know, there, there have been a few first ladies who have come right after an assassination and it is a very, you have to be very delicate with it. For sure, you know, yeah. and, and she did a, like like they talk about I know we'll talk about this when we get to her but like she 
didn't change Jackie's White House. Like, because, you know, yeah. all the girls move in, and they're just like, okay, this isn't my style. Yeah. Like, yeah. And she didn't change Jackie's White House for, like, yeah. a year. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think the country was like, okay, this chick is reading the room. Yeah. Unlike some of these <laughs> yeah. girls. And, like, it, yeah, she was so special. Class act all the way. Yeah. yeah and she, she really polished up her husband, too, because he was a pretty rough character. Yeah, he was like a bully a little bit, wasn't he? He was. He yeah. uses his big physical size yeah, and his booming huge, voice yeah. to intimidate people. And yeah. He was kind of gross. Yeah. Know? He would hold meetings while he was on the on the john and stuff. Oh. He'd be like, he'd tell reporters, come on in. What? That's ridiculous. There's multiple reports of that happening. That's so that disgusting. is it was yeah, it was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, Johnson men, was a very odd guy. These men need these women. So I know, they do. Terrible. Yeah, he clearly needed Lady Bird yeah. to keep him, you know, going. And yeah. Whenever you <laughs> yeah. see a biopic of Johnson now, you can see what a huge role she played. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, it's interesting because some first ladies play a massive role in the in the direction of the countries and other ones just just sort of melt away and you never see them. Yeah. Like yeah. the last first lady, she did absolutely nothing for right. four years. Yeah. And you know, it would have been nice if she had stepped up and helped yeah. somebody. Um, um, she was in a good position to do so and <laughs> she neglected to do yeah. pretty much anything. Yeah. In the time, especially when you need, like just one statement is sometimes impactful, you know, to yeah. have a, a first lady speak and, up. You know, her egomaniac husband wouldn't have even known what she was doing. You know, oh, sure, <laughs> she could yeah. have just gone off and done it. Right. Yeah. But right, she right. decided to do nothing. Which yeah. Is yeah. An unusual choice. I mean, I think to have, we have, I mean, I'm channeling Michelle now from our uh, last interview, but it's like you have to have some type of sympathy for these women because it is like, they don't choose this. Like, this isn't their career. Yeah. It's right. something that kind of just happens to them. Um, whereas, like, if you're going to go into politics, it's very career. It's a job. A choice, it's, yeah. You know what I mean? It's a it's a calculated decision. So, you know, it's I don't think that Melania married Trump thinking, I'm going to be the first lady. No. <laughs> no, no I think she was. Money. I, <laughs> I think she was as surprised and disappointed as the rest of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think when he, when she would 100% did not vote for him. No. <laughs> I will go to my, like, you know, to death and say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Well, I know. Okay. Well, that's. I love that answer. Yeah. Lady Bird, Lady she's, so she's the greatest. I mean, you know, well, who so else good. has had that kind of an effect of the first ladies? Yeah. yeah. Well, we. I mean, we've learned. You know, a couple of them have started schools. I mean, right. Dolly Madison started the inaugural ball. You know, like there's yeah. there's definitely been impacts, but it's been. But no first lady other than Lady Bird changed the way America looked. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, true. Yeah. She had a real, she had a real passion for yeah. making sure that America looked as beautiful. And if she as hadn't done that, I it might have taken a little bit longer for that to right. Catch yeah. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She certainly took the role and like really ran with it and made people listen to her, which I think is so powerful because when you're standing next to the most powerful person in the United States, yeah. getting listened to isn't always the easiest. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. she's certainly someone that. Aside from any of the research we've done for this podcast that I already knew was so yeah. fabulous. So. The first lady that should have been president, obviously, was Hillary Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we know it. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, she was another kind of outlier. But, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. She was something It else. wasn't just about supporting. She wanted to actually be involved and yeah. do stuff. And not every first lady wants that. No. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely. She I can think of five of first ladies off the top of my head that just basically <clears throat> folded themselves back into the White House. And they did their official functions and everything. But yeah. yeah. They did not want to be quoted. Well, we were just talking about Anna Sims Harrison, who didn't even show up. Oh, she, yeah. She was just like, I'm just like going to go home. She's like, I'm not, I I'm actually not am not living. <laughs> well, Melania didn't come to, to Washington Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
forgot about that forever. Yeah, there's like little barons and cool. Like, okay, you just don't want to be there. Yeah, which is fine. Like we discussed. We don't want to be there either. Yeah. Okay, and then oh, you want to ask the next question, Elise? Oh yeah. So what? What has your view of the first ladies changed, like in general, as you read about the presidents? Like how how much are they spoken about in these books that you're reading for about the presidents? It's almost as if they don't exist. Oh, oh, are men writing these books? Of course. <laughs> of course. Hence this, this podcast. This is our entire platform. <laughs> It's almost like they don't exist. It's almost yeah. like they well, don't. Who's, sorry, who's the one who like didn't write about it? They couldn't know. They didn't know if her name was Hannah or, or it was Martin Van Buren. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't know if her name was Hannah or Anna because he never he spoke never spoke about, about her. her. Not even did he not write about her. But he his his son, son was like, I want to name my daughter after mom. Like, what's her name? Yeah. And like, uh, she died early on. He's like, uh. <laughs> anyway, sorry, interrupted you. Yeah, but if they, you know, they have an influence on their husbands, but in in official biographies, they don't really deal with them that much. Yeah. Or, you know, they're so concerned about like the the bigger picture I guess they don't really talk about the first ladies enough and um yeah it's it's now that I think about it you know the first ladies are I'm learning more about the first ladies from you guys than I've learned from any book <gasps> okay you hear this is our first review <laughs> it's going on the apple podcast page yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but I mean when you read a, a biography of General Grant you read a lot about yeah. his wife and um you read a lot about Lincoln's wife obviously mm-hmm. and uh so you do know about them yeah but um I think they thought and they were thought of as being sort of second, you know, mm-hmm. second class characters in the background, not really that important. Yeah. And uh, as we even talked about already, some of them actually were extremely important. Yeah. Extremely yeah. relevant. Yeah. To uh, and, their and also, careers. Well, that's what it is. Like, it's also like there's so much it of like the partnership piece, which is like we think political partnership, you think of like, I don't know, like so like maybe Hillary and Bill is a good yeah. example or something, but it's like, that was happening. Like Martha and George were a political yeah. partnership, you know? And so it's, it's cool to recognize how long that trend has been happening how long, like these men weren't going to necessarily be presidents without the support of their families. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that a lot of guys might, might not have become president if their wives had said, listen, I'm not doing this. We're not doing this. Yeah. Right. Right. And right. I don't know if they had the power to do that. Right. But, uh, I, you know, I think they had to be in on it. Yeah. They had to approve of it or it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, any guy, I that's mar- so. any guy that's married can tell you that, you know, if your wife doesn't go along, yeah. with it, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Honestly, Shock <laughs> Barack was able to run the president. I know. She'll I know. not have it. She'll not have it. But, you know, you got to sell. You got to yeah. sell yeah. to your wife if you want. Charm them like you charm the voters, <laughs> right? right? Exactly. All right. Well, we always end with advice. So yeah. we always give advice to our ladies. So we wanted to know if you have any advice for the president, for Joe Biden. I do. Okay. <laughs> I do for, for Joe. Like, I hope you're listening, for Joe, Joe, because yeah. this is very, very clear. He's listening. I mean, I'm sure. I think to Joe that. and Dr. Jill are a huge fans. Yeah, I think. Joe, we need you to stay alive. <gasps> oh, we need good you to live, advice. baby. Okay. We need yeah. you to win in the next presidential election. Yeah, it's yeah. Essential. Uh, we might lose the Congress in in, in, in the next year, so yeah. I mean we have to really. Um, and the other advice I would give to him, and I think he will stay alive, by the way, and I think he will run if he can even, you know, yeah. if they can wheel him up to the podium. He's <laughs> yeah. running. Put him on like. I don't think they Wait, will because he's in remarkable he, shape. He ran out for his. Remember that was my favorite. His speech. He was oh like my God, jogging out. All right, so I have two more pieces of advice. Okay. <laughs> One is stop running. <laughs> You're going to fall. Yeah. You're an old man. Yeah. I don't run. I know. I know. And I'm 64. Yeah. No running. Yeah. Okay. 
the other thing I would say to him is slow down when you give a speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He always starts to rush. Yeah. And he makes a faux pas, and the media makes fun of him. Yeah. So, you know, he does have that bit of a speech impediment, so he needs to slow it down. Yeah. And uh, All right. that's my advice well, for that's, him. Like, but yeah. stay alive is the most important so, thing. Yes, yes. Yeah, Don't die. Like the Ruth Bader Ginsburg bubble that we didn't give her. <sighs> she is. I she think after that. the Trump administration, when we look back in history, we'll, we'll, Joe Biden will come off great. Yeah, I definitely just because talk it was about, so traumatic the yeah. last couple of years. I mean, he wasn't my my primary choice in, in the primaries, but he um, looked like he's the best person that we can get. He's so empathetic, and maybe because yeah. of all the horrible tragedies he has gone through, but it's just like it fits, you know, after the trauma that the country has went has went through, him being next president after Trump and after four years well, and then twenty twenty is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're right, it fits his narrative. Yeah. His yeah. narrative is about tragedy and recovery. Yeah. If you notice, every speech that Joe Biden gives is about the same subject. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about coming back from tragedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that fits the pandemic narrative. It yeah. Fits, yeah. It does. It, it fits. fits the Trump yeah. narrative. It fits... Um, it, and, and, you know, it, it is out of personal experience, and he has had a lot of tragedy, but yeah. I just think it's easy, interesting that a politician is basing his whole persona... Yeah. On sort of a grieving and recovery thing. Yeah. If yeah. you listen to every speech he gives, it's about that subject. Yeah. Well, it's like write what you know, talk about, you know, like that's yeah. the best way to get to people is being able to say, like, I've been through this. And like we're all describing, I think everybody on some level feels that way after the the last couple years or just the last year, you know, so yeah. there's something to it for Even sure. seeing him with the, the condo and the Surfside condo that collapsed, like seeing him with those survivors and their families, it's just... Mm-hmm. That's in his you, wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think of them compared but to it, Trump and Puerto Rico, him throwing the paper towels. Like, <laughs> it's such a vast difference. It's so stark. Well, I remember, of course, that week when he was, when we didn't know who was president. Yeah. And I mean, like, we were on the phone, like, all the time, the Dad. Worst week and of my life. Like, it was such a crazy <laughs> week. And I just remember that when we saw him, you were like, he's speaking, he's speaking. And I was like, put me on speaker phone. <laughs> And I was on speaker and I started crying because yeah. I couldn't believe like the relief. Like it was the first time I'd felt like relief Tabor, that like yeah. this was because at that point I think it was like maybe Thursday and so it was like probably happening but we didn't know for yeah. sure and so it was just like but the relief that it probably was happening was so overwhelming for me um, that I think like yeah he fits right now we're lucky stay we're alive so Joe. lucky it happened. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny because presidents really do pick out a narrative and they just keep hammering yeah. away at it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like Trump's narrative is, I'm a victim. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm upset about it. I'm going to lash out about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a victim. I'm a victim. Victim, 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 victim. And it's like, you're a white guy <laughs> who's a, a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not a victim. Yeah, and you're the people right. you're talking to aren't victims. They had a tremendous advantage. They were white from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being white has been a tremendous advantage to me in my life. Yeah, It's been a tremendous advantage in my career, in everything that I've tried to do. Yeah. Doors were open to me that shouldn't have been open to me for any other reason than the fact that I was an okay-looking white guy that seemed to have a a little bit of a rap. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I could just... And it was just, you know... And and when you're a white guy in America, you can get by on charm and personality. Yeah. If you're a black guy, you're going to need more than that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, when white people paint themselves as victims in this country, it makes me sick. Yeah, I want to throw up. And, of course, everyone who follows Trump it follows that narrative. Yeah, right, right. right. I'm a victim. Yeah. I'm a victim. I'm yeah. a victim. I'm being victimized. I'm mm-hmm. being cheated. And it's like, 
you know. Yeah, he really tapped into that for sure. Boy, it used to be a country of tough guys, you know, stoic, tough guys. Yeah, I've had a few bumps. I've had a few things happen to me, but it's not going to destroy me. It's not yeah. going to be my narrative. I'm yeah. not a victim. Yeah. Well, and of course, there's a balance, right? Like, I think that there's something about, like, I mean, and that's probably what made Barack Obama's narrative so powerful, like this hopeful narrative, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Like, that he was really his. The that, hope yeah. that we can overcome, improve. improve, you know, and not necessarily thinking about what has come before or mm -hmm. what disenfranchised moments we've had, but how to o overcome and, and hope to... And Barack makes them. this point all the time, too. He, he likes to say, when I was born in this country, if you can't... Or he, he says it like this. If you can't... You have, if you don't realize that it's gotten better for black people since I was born yeah. to today, then you're just not paying attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he doesn't like to paint himself as a victim, even though... Right, he, yeah. You know, mixed race guy, no daddy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He refuses to paint himself as a victim. Right. And he he says that the attitude in this country toward racism has changed. You know? Yeah. And it has. It really has. In my lifetime, it's changed tremendously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, of course, attitudes towards minorities, towards gay folks, you know, yeah. all that has changed in just, you know, 30 or 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. We have a long way to go, and I, but it's important to recognize where we've come from. Yeah. And it's important to also recognize our own privilege, which is like what I think was, you know, what continues to be important in, in daily life, you know, just recognizing what privilege you have um, yeah. outside of, and you know, how politics has always kind of represented us, you know, like yeah. I think mm -hmm. that that's a really important piece too, and how we've always benefited from the system on some level. I mean, women less than men, but, yeah. but you know, there's, there's something to that. Um, here's our last question though, dad. Do you have any advice for us? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give it to us straight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, I think you guys should just keep doing what you're doing. I think Thanks, obviously there's a, uh, a finite amount of first ladies yeah. that you can do. And I've, as I've said to Claire, and I'm, I'm sure she shared it with Lisa, I think you can get some of the first ladies to come on your podcast. <laughs> oh, God. I think some That's of them, the goal. I, I think the current first lady would think it would be fun. I know. Oh, Dr. Jill. That's Dr. Jill. Dr. Jill. Just tell her you're a Philly girl, Claire. Yeah. I know. I'll turn on the accent. Yes. Right. You're a home girl. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and But I think even after you get through you know, the current first lady, you should, yeah. you should keep going with... Um, uh, women who um, were first ladies in other countries, or yeah. women, women that became uh, uh, queens, or yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. or you know, Prince Philip might be an interesting. Yeah, show. we were just talking about him. I know. Who I knows? Know. I mean, so, but yeah. I'm just saying, Napoleon had Josephine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That might be an interesting show. So yeah. I mean, I think yeah, that yeah, you yeah. know, the women behind the famous men is a good subject, and yeah. you know, and yeah. obviously, like I said before, I probably said this twice already. It, it's a huge influence on these men, the, the first yeah. ladies. They really are. I mean, you know, even if they're just taking care of their business and doing their thing mm -hmm. and allowing him to, you know, do his thing without getting bogged down and other things. Yeah. You yeah. know, but it's, it's and to the point where, I mean, you know, Barack Obama doesn't become president if he doesn't marry Michelle. Yeah. I think he knows that. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, what he, I love yeah. about him. He's extremely aware of it. He's so yeah. aware. People ask him why he doesn't do this or that, and he says, I'll have to get a new wife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I could do it, but I'd have to get a yeah, new wife. Well, he didn't even know Biden. I mean, Dr. Jill, like, I don't think Biden becomes president without her. No. Like, on any level.
They have a great, yeah. They just did a piece on her in Vogue, and um, they talk about their relationship and how it's changed, and they're just so sweet. But it's then, nice and even like, sorry, back. like it's like Mary Todd. Like Lincoln doesn't become president without Mary Todd. Yeah, Mary right. Todd's the reason These Lincoln got into politics. <laughs> she, he didn't know anything about politics before yeah. he met her. Like he called her. We won. We won. <laughs> called her on the phone. <laughs> Well, Dad, thank you. This is so special. Oh, it was so I great to be on it. My favorite <laughs> podcast. And I just, I just really think you guys are doing an amazing job. I love the show. Thank, and thank you. It just cheers me up. And I love <laughs> your, I love the fact that you guys are having fun with his, with history. It's not just one of those things where, oh, in eighteen forty-seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, not like, it's like, how does this look? from the prism of today. How yeah. does this look, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to a modern person, you know? Yeah, yeah. How does this appear? So, keep going, guys. Oh, You're doing a great thanks. job. Thanks, guys. <laughs> well, so great. The best. All right. Well, we'll be back at some point with our regular schedules. Coming. Yeah, we're coming back. This we're is coming our bonus app. This is our bonus app. Thanks, Tiger. Thanks, Tiger. Uh, I love you. Love you.